Thanks for tuning in to Mustang News on KCPR 91.3 FM in San Luis Obispo and worldwide at kcpr.org. I'm Nico Vinuela reporting from Monterey County getting you the latest updates on the Kristen Smart murder trial. Court proceedings resumed Wednesday morning after being on pause since Monday due to an unexpected cancellation on Tuesday. Detective Lawrence Kennedy, who worked for the Cal Poly Police Department at the time of Smart's disappearance, resumed his cross-examination from Monday afternoon. Kennedy said that he interviewed Paul Flores on the Tuesday after Memorial Day weekend at 5 p.m. He said that Paul Flores told him he didn't know Smart, but that he was able to identify her as Roxy after Kennedy told him she was the girl he had walked home with early Saturday morning. The prosecutor on the case, Christopher Bouvrel, played an audio interview in front of the courtroom from May 30th of 1996 between Kennedy and Paul Flores. In the interview, Kennedy asked Paul Flores to get him the name of the student who Paul Flores alleges he saw in Santa Lucia when he got back early Saturday morning after the party on Crandall Way. Kennedy says that he never received the name of the student and that the police department was never able to identify them. During their cross-examination, Robert Sanger and Harold Misick, Paul and Ruben Flores' defense attorneys respectively, did not question Kennedy about this student. Sanger did question Kennedy about a series of phone calls that Margarita Campos, a friend of Kristen Smart's at the time of her disappearance, received shortly after she went missing. At the time, Campos told Kennedy that she had heard a female voice mumbling on the other end and that she thought it may have been Smart. Kennedy said that the police department made an attempt to locate the phone call, but that they never found a lead. Earlier in the trial, Campos testified that she no longer believed the caller was smart. Mitza questioned Kennedy about some alleged sightings of smart around the time of her disappearance, which came in from many different places in California and beyond state lines. Kennedy maintained that none of those sightings led the investigation anywhere. Next on the stand on Wednesday was Robert Cudworth, who worked alongside Kennedy in the investigation for the Cal Poly Police Department. Cudworth testified that he interviewed Paul Flores shortly after Smart went missing, and that Paul Flores told him he, quote, did not want to get together with her, end quote. Cudworth said that Paul Flores' demeanor was, in his words, cooperative and appropriate, and added that, quote, there were no red flags that went off at that time for me, end quote. Last on the stand was Richard Neufeld, who was a deputy sheriff in San Luis Obispo in 1996. Neufeld was assigned to process Paul Flores' dorm room on June 24th of that year to look for trace evidence that could tie him to Smart's disappearance. Neufeld says he did not find any fingerprints in the room, but that he collected one of the mattresses. Paul Flores' dorm room was not secured from May 28th to mid-June of 1996, and Cal Poly custodians had cleaned the room before Newfeld got a chance to investigate it. Newfeld's testimony was cut short on Wednesday because the court ran out of time and will resume on Friday. Judge Jennifer O'Keefe announced to the courtroom that only Paul Flores' jury will be present during Thursday's proceedings and that Ruben Flores' jury is not to speculate about what evidence is presented while they are not in the courtroom. Paul Flores is currently charged with Smart's murder, while his father, Ruben Flores, is charged with accessory to the crime. If convicted, Paul Flores can face anywhere from 25 years in prison to a life sentence. His father is facing a maximum sentence of three years. For more detailed daily accounts of the trial's events, you can visit mustangnews.net or follow Mustang News on Twitter for updates. For Mustang News on KCPR, I'm Nico Vignola.